Welcome to Arts Alive, focusing on the working artists of California's Central Coast. I'm your host, Brian Asher Alhadif. Join me in welcoming Claire Fundaro and Ryan Flores. These two exciting artists are key players at Paso Robles Youth Arts. Ryan is operations technician and lighting designer, and Claire is director of performing arts. Welcome, Claire Fundaro and Ryan Flores. Thanks so much for being here today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, doing well. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about how long you've lived on the Central Coast and how your journey brought you here. I've um I've been fortunate to live here my entire life and um, throughout my high school career and college career just kind of uh, continued continued to submerse me in the arts and uh, now it's my full time career which is great. That's fantastic, Claire. How about you? So I came here about twenty years ago from New York City, and um, about I don't know six months into living here I thought there is nothing artistic on the central coast <laughs> and um, I was uh, blessed to get a phone call from Donna Berg asking if I would head up her drama department at the Youth Arts Foundation so um, the reason she asked me is obviously because I've been in the arts since I was a child so it's nice to hear the Paso Robles Youth Arts is thriving and doing so well tell us a little bit about what makes this organization so important and critical in today's market especially? Ooh. Well, if I, if I may give a little bit of history, um, when we, our founder, Donna Berg, when she decided to open up the Arts Center, she recognized that there was, um, that the arts were lacking for children in our area. And so she you know, just decided that that was something very important. So she rallied her friends and she built the Arts Center. So the whole purpose, and Ryan will know the mission probably by heart, <laughs> but the whole purpose of our Arts Center is, you know, to give arts to the children for free. And so I believe it's just an incredible, important um, thing that we're, we're doing there. And the Arts Center is not just some small rinky-dink little no, it's a beautiful uh, building with, an, with a performing arts space. And, and I would imagine that the idea of free is especially important when you think about how many opportunities are not free for children to be involved in arts. Yes. But Ryan, do tell us a bit about the mission. Yeah, I think what's so important about what we do and our mission is that, you know, we don't discriminate against anybody's backgrounds. You know, anybody can be a part of us. Um, we're not just located in Paso. Kids just from Paso, you know, we have kids coming from Greenfield, and we have kids driving a long way to, to come uh, get an arts education from us because it is a quality education. You know, it's not free, oh, that's, you know, something that's going to be stupid or, you know, whatever. Like, we have amazing teachers. We have amazing uh, curriculums, and they really benefit from our programs. Not only are they learning the arts, but they're learning uh, life skills that, you know, really transcend with them through their lives. So I think it's really important because so many other organizations in our area, you know, they do charge a lot of money, and we're offering them a very similar experience, but, um, you know, open to anybody. And, and the fact that they charge a lot of money or they charge money, and there are also other stipulations in order to be involved. There's auditions. You may not be good enough. Mm -hmm. There may not be a place for your specific brand in this company, but... For Paso Robles Youth Arts, there's something for everyone, and I think it's maybe even part of your um, your activity that you that that you encourage uh, everyone. Every there's an artist in everyone to be found, perhaps. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And Donna, that was her whole idea is it's the arts are integral in discovering who you really are as a person. Um, And so she really wanted to open that up for kids to have an appreciation for art, to recognize the artist within them, to discover their voice, to be community members that are going to be strong and capable and feel capable, I guess, confident Mm -hmm. in our world. So if, if I can focus a little bit on each of you and your relationship with Pryoff, how is it that you make meaningful connections in the society that you're working in? How does that affect culture, historical context, in your, in your process of creating and performing? I, I kind of have two things about that. Uh, one side of it is a lot of our productions are built around immersion from multiple senses into another world. So, I mean, a lot of madness happens in the world, and um, our audience and performers really enjoy getting a break from it all, of course. But, you know, we also look at the flip side of that, and we do some really thought-provoking pieces that have strong connections to, you know, societal pressures that youth go through throughout their journey of life. And I think it's really important that we, we showcase both sides of that. You know, we give the kids an area to escape and, you know, be who they are and just live at in the arts but we also you know do talk about life and what society brings and brings their way you know? i like the way you say that because we're so sort of conditioned in society these days to hear the stereotypical uh expression that well arts is a great way to ex- to uh, express yourself and to s- get through things but the way you just sort of framed that really does explain that what has become sort of a trite stereotype and and that you are taking contextual things real life issues and using creative license yeah to to reshape that and and make it uh impactful for what's for these kids i completely agree yeah you just summed that up i mean i was going to say even in um like our ap classes so the younger kids you teach them more um maybe mechanics of acting and help them feel more confident on stage. But once they get old enough and they've done a few shows, they start to recognize that they have a lot to say. And so, uh, you know, giving them an opportunity for their voice, you know, the things that they go through that are real, they have opportunity to write their own things. Um, And like you said, express, yeah, but to really, you know, the arts, if it is truly let's watch ourselves and what we're dealing with in the world, they start to recognize, well, we have something really important to say here. Right, right. Claire, you're the director of Performing Arts. Take us through a little bit about what your day-to-day activity is at Pryoff and, and how you come alive as, a, as an artist. Ooh. You know, it's funny. Um, when I first started, I was terrified to work with children uh, because I've been an actress my whole life up until... Donna gave me this opportunity. And so as a director, what I realize is that I absolutely get all of my excitement and energy from them. You know, I just, I'm able to walk into a classroom and whatever fears or nerves I have, they immediately go away because it's just they're, they're there in class, smiling, super excited to be a part of what's going on. And um, we just come alive. And to be honest with you, my... My artistry, I suppose, as a director is improvisational almost all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I always have a plan, but I really do take into consideration all of their energy, all of the, the moment-by-moment expressions that are happening to really make it something alive and real. 
That's such a critical difference that we experience with directors. There are directors that have a plan for people, and then there are directors that have the plan of the people within them that they want to bring out. And, and I've worked with both, and, and one's not better than the other, but it's, it's just such a dynamic uh, end of the spectrum uh, that I experience. So how does a student, in, uh, what, what does a student um, sign up for, or how does a student experience uh, working with you, Claire? Is, is it, do they take a special class, or does everybody at PRIAF eventually come within your flock? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we always encourage all the kids to register for classes. Um, a lot of the kids who end up on the main stage working with me in that kind of capacity of doing a show, have most of them have taken classes with me. But I really do want to spotlight that every single show at least one student whom I've never met in my life shows up and blows my mind away. And I actually have gotten to a place now after being there almost 20 years that I expect that student, like who's, who's <laughs> it gonna be? And um, they end up usually attaching themselves to our students who have been so dedicated and devoted to the program. And that program is usually just acting classes, or excuse me, advanced acting classes. Um, and they just loop in, and I don't know. We just have a blast together. That's all I can say is that's, I think, how it grows, is that there's a surprise student who then goes out and says, did you know that there's a place called or whatever? <laughs> that's exciting. Now, I would imagine, Ryan, since you're involved in operations and you're the lighting designer, you work frequently with Claire, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty much, we when we are in show production mode, we're meeting every day, hours every night. Um, her and I have just been the greatest team, and I think we've been working together for six years now, seven? Probably. Something like that, yeah. And um, it's fantastic. It's, it's great because we're so similar in so many ways, but um, you know, sometimes the way we think about something or process information is greatly different. And um, we just really benefit each other in that way. And um, you know, when we're creating a production, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's just pretty mind blowing how everything comes together, how great we work, how great yeah. we work with the kids as well. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, th those last two weeks that we spend with them and, until the show opens is just a, a really interesting experience to work with every, everybody's different personalities. Yeah. And, uh, creating a show that not only we're proud of, but you know that the kids are proud uh, to be a part of as well. Yeah. So when we explore your title of lighting director, that uh, says a lot about uh, what that role might be in, it, in its own, uh, in its title. However, what does being involved in operations mean? How does, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. So um, as the operations technician for the youth arts um, overall, uh, pretty much anything technical you can think of. So, you know, if we're working with our internet, with our computers, um, any software, you know, anything like that, um, it's going to be in my department. So um, I'm in charge of all the tech operations there, and I have great fun doing that, being a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that also, um, do, you, do you impart some of that knowledge to the kids? Are they helping you in that in that area, or is that pretty much you're the, you're the Swiss Army knife for all problems that might fall within those <laughs> confines. So with the operations technician uh, part of my job, it is it is just me. But with the uh, lighting designing and the technical directing, I do teach classes in that as well. So usually a couple times a year, I get a, a small group of kids that are, are very interested, you know, in the technical side of theater. And um, I do train them in that. And I think that's what's really great is, you know, Claire and I share a lot of those students 
um, because not only do they want to see, you know, the performing side of it, but they want to see how does it all come together, you know? So they'll work with me behind the scenes. You know, they might write a few lighting cues, um, you know, ask how we achieve certain looks. And it, it's interesting because the the information that they learn from that, they can take back into their lighting class, or sorry, into their uh, acting class. And it just benefits them both ways. Mm-hmm. So we're, I feel like we're really teaching a full spectrum, you know, to these kids. And I would imagine a lot of these kids sort of find their, the, the per, perhaps even the purpose of PRAF is for these artistic st- children to find their way where, where are they going to be are they going to be in, in front of a, a lighting uh, a cue board or are they going to be on the stage or is there a combination and and how often does that uh does that affect your day-to-day activities uh, just the helping helping people find who they are going to become mm. i think that's uh that's almost everything that we do there yeah. is that i think um i was talking with one of our instructors the other day and and she was saying that the arts education they're getting is is only a small portion of what they're really getting from us. We're giving them the exposure to find who they are, um, where their talents lay, and that's the main importance is getting them those life skills to you know travel with them their entire life. And you know I think what's great is we we have students that maybe will start in a culinary class with us, then they'll go to piano, then they might take my class and they'll end up in Claire's. You know, I mean, we have kids shift through so many different disciplines that we offer and, you know, until they find maybe one or two that they really like and then they'll spend the rest of their time at the youth arts really diving into that. Can you give us an example of a special student that comes to mind when you think about Pryoff and, and how this someone has really entered with a question mark and exited with direction? Teddy comes to mind. Um, he was one of those surprise students that came to an audition, gosh, back in um, probably like around 2007. And he, I want to kind of explain what his appearance was like. He's a very large boy. I bet you he was six foot four at the time. And I'm thinking, Cinderella, this is a kid's show. Like the ages of students who audition are typically five, well, I should say seven years of age to maybe 16. And Teddy looked like a man. He had a beard. He had a white shirt that was too small, so his buttons were exposing his belly. And he had buttoned it all the way to the top. He had black pants that were too small, so they were flooded. And he was wearing white tube socks and black shoes. That's a great memory, Claire. My goodness, you've painted a picture we can all see. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) He just walked in, and you could tell he was very nervous. He had his hair combed, you know, in the center almost like greased down. And I just, I knew that was my surprise. So I asked him how he heard about us. And he said some people at the high school. So I knew he was older and he got up on stage and he didn't have any refined, you know, acting abilities at all. But he, um, as a 16 year old, I decided for that particular show to cast the uh, stepsisters as boys. And, um, he fit perfectly as Gertrude, who played opposite another boy who was much smaller than him. But the physicality those two boys had together was wonderful because Teddy in the show was able to pick up his stepsister and they could wrestle on stage for the prince. And it was just, it was just wonderful. He did a wonderful job. Needless to say, he, um, as I got to know Teddy, I didn't realize that he came from a homeless situation. And he, wherever this homelessness was that he was living, he was living with his mother and his small brother. 
And um, because of us and at the time, because of Donna, she poured into them and helped them find a place to live. And he had a home with us in the drama department. He went on to do several more shows with us. And then he graduated. And now he's roughly in his later 20s. And he works um, in, I think he's now in Texas. And he's a manager uh, through the Walmart Corporation. And he's bought his mother a home. And he's his brother. He's helping his brother through school. And so I just look at that full realm of that is why Ryan and I do what we do. Originally, when I became an actress, the whole idea was it's all about me. I want to be the star. And then what I realized through the art center and what we do there, it's it's about pouring into these children. So they're the stars, and it just it's there's no expression for how much you know. What is it? It's just the gratitude you have when you meet students like Teddy. You what know. an exciting story. My goodness, that just fills me full of hope and, and, and excitement. Ryan, do you have a story that also has affected you emotionally? Um, of course, I, I haven't been you know teaching as long as Claire has, so I don't have as many of those stories. But um, when I did begin teaching there at the Youth Arts, I had a couple students who came into my class that were so shy. Um, they, you know, they told me they were interested in tech. Um, and at the time, it, it was kind of a combo class between, it had a little bit of a film component and audio component and a um, lighting component. It was very mixed. And all I kind of knew about them was, we're interested, but that's it. And throughout, I think, the next two years of them being with me, they completely opened up, uh, just fell in love with working the behind-the-scenes part of productions. And now they both graduated from the youth arts, and they volunteer um, back. So I, I think we're, you know, it's it's fantastic to see these kids get this education. They discovered uh, what they were passionate about, and now they've they've come back and they volunteer and work with me um, behind the scenes when we do productions. And you know, I really couldn't do it without them. They're they're great help, and it's great to see them do something that that they enjoy. That's really exciting. And you know, I think what's really important about Arts Alive and this podcast is that we're, we are reaching younger people. Younger people are listening to us. What words of wisdom do each of you have for young people that are creative and maybe they know where they're going or for those that don't know where they're going? What can, we, what can you impart to our, to our younger listeners in that area? So in my opinion, there's nothing more important than the arts and, and having a creative outlet. And for me, until I found lighting as my outlet, passion, and, and now career, I'd always thought I wasn't really a creative person just because I wasn't good at something like, you know, drawing or painting, you know, the standard things. Um, so to anybody, I guess, who thinks that they aren't creative enough to pursue something like this, I mean, just try it. You, you just do it, you know, and see. There's nothing wrong about experimenting with the arts and creativity until you find something that just fits and you'll know it. You know, I would... Um I would say for, you know, I run into a lot of kids who say, my big dream is to be on the stage or to be a movie star. Nowadays, it's YouTubing or YouTuber. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And uh, being alive long enough, and I suppose working with these kids, I realize that what they really want is just to be heard, understood, and listened to. And so I always tell them, then just follow the opportunity. Don't stop just because you think you can't do it just because 
you see somebody else successful at it and it might scare you away from it or if you don't first succeed you know don't shut down keep going but opportunity will follow you or at least be opened up to you and allow yourself to be open to where that takes you and it may not be the big broadway star or you know on the in the movies but to live a life that you want to feel proud of or fulfilled in and i think that's ultimately what they're looking for is they just want to feel fulfill- fulfillment so follow the opportunity ryan tell us how we can learn a little bit more about paso robles youth arts and get involved absolutely so um our website is uh, p r y a f is in frank.org and uh, on our website, you can find out, you know, what classes we're currently offering, who our instructors are, upcoming shows, you know, you name it, you'll find it there. Ryan Flores and Claire Fundaro, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing more about the Paso Robles Youth Arts. We know where to find you, and hopefully you're going to be in our community for a long time. Looking forward to seeing your work. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. If you found this content insightful, please subscribe and review on your preferred podcast platform. Funded by the Arts Collaborative, this podcast was produced on-site at the studios of the San Luis Obispo County Office of Education. For more information, visit us at www.slocoarts.org. That's S-L-O-C-O-E-A-R-T-S dot org.